0: Welcome to the Every Nation Dorado Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoyed this message good morning church it is so great to be with you this morning as we conclude our awesome God series as you may know we've been going through uh, the names of God and just uh, studying in detail the names of God that he revealed to certain people at specific times and the attributes that are of God that are attached to those names we started off in week one by looking at Jehovah um, my Lord and this was pointing to God's self-existence and then we moved We moved on to look at Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my peace, which was just pointing us to the justice of God. In week three, we looked at El Roy, the God that sees, and we were reminded of how God sees every single person, irregardless of where they're at and, and who they are in life. And then we moved on to look at Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider, looking at how God brought redemption in the story of Abram and Isaac, where Abram had to sacrifice his son. And then last week we looked at El Shaddai, Pastor Chris preached a very great message on El Shaddai, meaning God Almighty, and here we looked at God's mission um, in the nation, through the nation of Israel, and in the nations of the world as a whole. And today we're going to look at the name of God, Yeshua, and this is really, really exciting because although this is the last name that we're looking at, this is really the capstone of this sermon series um, um, entitled "Awesome." God, simply because all the names of God that we've been looking at um, have been building up to this name, Yeshua, the last name of God that we're going to look at, which means God saves or God's salvation. And um, we're going to look at this name, um, in, and, and, and our key passage comes from Luke 1, verse 26 to, uh, to 35. But before we go there, I really just want to remind us that at the end of this message, we're going to have communion. So please just make sure that you've got your communion elements ready, you've got your juice, and you've got your your crackers or bread ready together with your family so that we will uh, take communion together at the end of of this message. So before we dive in, let's just open up and pray. Father, we want to thank you for your word. We want to thank you for what you've been doing through this series, Awesome God, for just bringing greater revelation of who you are and the attributes um, that are attached to your name. So oh Father God, and therefore we pray this morning that as we continue by looking at your name, Yeshua, Father God, that you will do a deep work in every heart that is listening this morning. Oh, Father God, we thank you you for great revelation oh father god of this name and that every person that's listening will go away with something that is so practical and meaningful to them as your holy spirit ministers to them in jesus name we thank you and we praise you for that lord amen amen so turn with me again to luke 1 verse 26 to 35 um And I'll start, yeah, I'll read. It says, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Verse 31, And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, or Yeshua. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God will give What a passage, what a passage. We see in this passage how God engages a young virgin girl called Mary in a small town of Nazareth. And, and he sends his angel Gabriel to give her this message that she is gonna be the mother of the son of God. And we can just imagine, and even as I was reading through this, um, I could just imagine that some of you are probably listening and thinking, oh, this sounds like a Christmas message, eh? Because we're so used to, uh, hearing this passage during December when it's time for Christmas to be reminded of the birth of Christ. And, 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 and we may have have those kind of memories uh, reading through this passage, but it's so crucial for us to look through this now at the beginning of the year to be reminded of God's name, Yeshua, which means salvation. And here, as, as, as God sends His angel to Mary, we can just imagine the um, how she may she may have reacted because she wasn't expecting to encounter an angel. She's just going about her everyday business, and here the angel comes and says, "You're going to receive the you, you're going to conceive, and you will be pregnant with the Son of God, Jesus." So she has all of these questions in her head of, "But how is this going to happen? I'm a virgin, and and and." But we can see in the tone that the angel uses that he is really speaking in such a way to assure her that God is for her, he is with her, and he's going to carry and he's going to carry her through the entire process. We see the angel coming to Mary and greeting her, saying, greetings, Mary. And then he says, oh, favored one, you are favored. It's not because of who you are, but it's because of what God has chosen to do in this moment. And then he continues to say, the Lord is with you. And this wor- these words are preparing Mary to be able to receive this good news this, this angel has, even though it, it is news that is outside of what she was expecting for her own life and she's being prepared and and being reassured that God is with you and he is going to carry you through this word that he's speaking over your life even though it may not seem very favorable at the moment and because of that she was able to say may it be done unto me according to to, to the word of God, you know, she got that assurance. And, and, you know, sometimes when, when God appears in our lives or, or, uh, or we have encounters with God, he, he gives us promises or he asks us to do something that may seem so impossible and so much bigger than ourselves that it almost looks impossible. And we're like, God, I'm not so sure if I can do this. And, 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 and because it's, it's something that could, bring us out of our comfort zone. It's something that could force us to alter our whole life. There will be a lot of change or something that people will ask us a lot of questions and we will come with a lot of persecution because we can just imagine Mary being engaged to get married and falling pregnant before she's actually married. So uh, when things like this happen, when God comes we really need to understand that he is with us. He knows what he's doing. He's not confused. And he will carry us through the promise, through the word that, he's, uh, that, that or the task, rather the task that is entrusting to us, as he has done here with Mary. And we also see that um, with Mary, um, we need to understand that at this time, the, the promise of the Messiah that one day God will send his salvation to the nation of Israel and, and really to the nations of the world has only been uh, coming out in words, prophetic words. People have been hearing about it through various times in the Bibles, through various prophets. And there was this expectation and this waiting for the fulfillment of this word. Everybody was waiting in expectation saying, when is the salvation going to happen? When is it coming? You know? And just here we see that God has determined in his heart that the time is now and he wants this uh, the fulfillment of this prophetic word to take place right now. And he knew exactly where to go. He knew exactly who would be the, the woman chosen to birth the Messiah. And he knew exactly what he was doing at that appointed time, which is so awesome. And the, the name that God gives Mary, uh, concerning the son, that she's gonna carry, or the baby boy that she's gonna carry is Jesus, the name that we've come to know in English, in English as Jesus. And this name is actually Yeshua in Hebrew. And Yeshua, um, is the same name as Joshua that we know in English, which is actually Yehoshua, Yehoshua in Hebrew. And so, Yeshua and Yehoshua have the same meaning. They both mean Yahweh saves or Yahweh is salvation. The name Yahweh is salvation has arrived. And when God spoke to Mary saying, you will call him Jesus or you will call him Yeshua, there was a declaration that salvation is here. Okay? The declaration that the salvation that people have been waiting for for a long time is actually here and it is gonna be made flesh. So when we think of Yeshua salvation, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, it is one it is the most important name of God. We can really only appreciate this name if we understand what it is, that we needed salvation from or why we need salvation. If we don't understand the magnitude of salvation that we've received through Jesus Christ, this name is not going to mean anything to us. But if we understand that Jesus was being sent into the world to free us from the bondage that came with sin, the consequences of sin in this world, then we will really appreciate this name. You know, as a Christian, um, just going out and speaking to people about Jesus, I have encountered a number of people that they do ask that question. You know, but salvation from what? I'm living my life. I'm enjoying my life. I, 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 I am who I am. And now you want to tell me about this Jesus, um, who is really an, an Israelite, bringing salvation to the world. What salvation do I need? And, and that is just an understanding and seeing that a lot of people don't actually understand that what sin has done in this world. They don't understand the depth of darkness that has entered this world through sin. They don't understand the separation that is between humanity and God due to sin and the fact that before Jesus died on the cross, we were condemned yeah, we stood condemned in our sin and condemned to hell for eternity. That there is a separation while we're living with God and even separated from him for eternity. Yeah. So if we understand that it wasn't God's heart for us to be separated for, from him, to be in bondage of sin, to be eternally condemned, then we wouldn't understand this um name of God, Yeshua, salvation. But if we understand sin, we understand the consequences, we understand the separation, and we know that it's not good to be in a place like this, then we will appreciate salvation. And you know, often when people come to God, um, We come to God because we want him to help us in our problems. A lot of people get saved because, oh, God will deliver me. He will free me from my problems. But this problem that Jesus came to save us from is so much bigger than just this temporary problem that I may be experiencing now. It's something that includes the whole world, the redemption of the whole world, restoring us back into relationship with God and making all things new as they ought to be before the fall in the Garden of Eden. So it's really, really a big deal. It's it's, it, it's, it's a very important name, and it, this is a very important time. And, and as we're looking at salvation, by looking at this passage that we've just looked at now, um, of the name Yeshua, which speaks of God's salvation, we can look at this passage and see that there are three very important things that we can take away concerning God's salvation. And the first thing is that God is the initiator of salvation. God is the initiator of this good, of this good news. He is the one that visits Mary to declare that salvation is here. He's the one that doesn't want us to remain in our sins and, and 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 makes a way by sending his son Jesus Christ to restore us back to him. And it's very important to grasp because sometimes we can think we can get saved of ourselves, no? Nah? Maybe it's because of what I've done. I need to do something to earn the salvation of God. But it's clear that it's not about what we've done, but it's about what God has done. He's the initiator of salvation. In fact, um, John 6 verse 44 says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. This is Jesus speaking. He says, no one can come to Jesus. No one can come to him unless the Father draws him. Salvation is the work of the Father. It's the work of his Holy Spirit working in us, and it is God that initiated it. He is the one who determined in the life of Mary, now the time has come. In Galatians 4, verse 4 to 5, he says, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son born of a woman born under the law to redeem those who are under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons this is the work of God and when we recognize that we realize that salvation is really by grace through faith it is the grace of God that allows us to be saved and to enter into that relationship with him the second thing that we learn about God's salvation is that there is no other name by which salvation Can be obtained. God was very specific with the message he gave to Mary. He was very specific, even with the name that he gave to Mary to say, this is the name by which people will be saved. And, you know, when we're living in the world, people are busy with so many things, trying to appease themselves with God, trying to to find this um, to become one with God, trying to find happiness with God. There are different philosophies and teachings about how I can become one with God or how I can I can have a relationship relationship with God or how I can connect with this creator God. So there there are various teachings about how we can become one with God. But we see in this passage that really there's only one way. There's only one path that God has made for us to be reconciled back to the father, for us to get salvation, to get deliverance from sin and be in relationship with God. There's no other way. And people may teach different things, but God made this way through Jesus Christ. In fact, in Acts 4 verse 12, it says, And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Acts 10 verse 43, All the prophets testified about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Everyone that believes in Yeshua, Jesus, receives salvation. Okay. Forgiveness for, for their sins. There's, there's no other way. In fact, in 1 Timothy 2 verse 5, it's one of my favorite scriptures. I use it all the time. Every time I share the message, especially in the context in Africa, it's so important. It says, for there is one God and there is one mediator between God and man. And that is the man Christ Jesus. He's the one who stands between us and God. He's the one who came to bridge that gap of separation between us and God. Yeah. And, 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 and and sometimes people say, no, no, uh, I want, I want to be in right standing with God. Let me just do something for the ancestors because I'm, I'm experiencing a lot of misfortune. You kill a goat, you sacrifice something, you call a prophet, you call an enlightened guru to help you connect with God. But, There is only one way, and that's through Jesus Christ. So all the other teachings (laughs) that we may receive about connecting with this creator, they 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 make no sense. Jesus is the only way. In fact, he himself said, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. No one can come to God except through yeshua that is the name that god has given us for salvation that is the the way that god saw fit for us to be redeemed for us to come back into relationship with him how powerful is that amen so if you've been wondering if you made the the right decision if you've given your life to jesus and you're wondering did i make the right decision It is the right decision because it is the right way. It's the only way that God said this is the way. And then um, it's also important to note that currently in the world, there's so many questions where Jesus is concerned and how he fits in to the world. And if he was given to Israel, why is he important to us? But all those questions are answered that from the beginning, God's prophetic words concerning this Yeshua who would come into the world and take away the sins of the world. He said the sins of the world, not a specific people group, but every person that believes will be saved through Jesus Christ. The answers are there. And and even for the most difficult questions that we may think, oh, we don't have answered for answers for. Jesus truly is the answer for that. And and so it's it's really important to note that the third thing that we learn about God's salvation is that God invites us to be a part of his salvation plan for the world. You know. I am so amazed by the fact, even though it was prophesied in Genesis, that um, the seed of the woman will crush the, the serpent's head. I'm just so amazed that this almighty God would choose to come into this world to bring redemption by being birthed, coming in the flesh by being birthed by a human being. You know, when he created Adam, he just made mud. And he breathed into it, you know. So he could have just have decided, I'm going to build like a, a mud structure there, and I'm going to enter that, and then I'm going to come. But no, he chose to come through humanity, you know, to save humanity. And it's so beautiful and because it reminds us that, that God wants us to be redeemed. He wants us to be in relationship with him. And at the same time, he wants to use us to bring salvation to others. Once we've tasted of His salvation, it is now up to us to bring that salvation to others. His grace has been poured out for men to receive salvation. He he loves every single person. He doesn't desire that anyone perishes. Yeah? And He made a way through us who know Him to do that, to bring that, that word. Romans 10, verse 14 says, how then can they call on the one in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? They cannot believe in someone. yeah, Or rather, they cannot call on someone that they do not believe in. No one, no one can believe in someone that they have not heard of this is this this passage shows us the importance of this good news of salvation being preached the importance of this good news of the Yeshua coming at the right time to redeem all men, to bring us back into relationship with God, to be preached. It is so important that once you've tasted of the goodness of the Lord, once you've tasted the salvation, it is not to keep it for yourself, but God is inviting you to invite others into relationship with Him. And we are His vessels. The, the Word of God says that He has made us ministers of reconciliation to reconcile the world back to him. It's so beautiful. And I know in this movement, we, we're really passionate about engaging the lost. We're passionate about making disciples and engaging the lost. And I really just want to encourage you. Maybe you've been listening to this message and you're thinking, but I know about salvation. I've heard it so many times. You know, I, I know this message. You know, I gave my life to the Lord in 1977 or something like that. But the question is, Are you participating with God in his plan of bringing salvation to the rest of humanity? Are you a part of that? Or have you just kept salvation for yourself? Amen. So, friends, this this name of God, Yeshua, which means God saves, is really, really um, a very important name because it reflects God's heart and passion and love that he has for humanity. That when he could have just have punished and forgotten about us because of sin and probably created a whole new world or moved on, but he said, No, even if they've messed up, I still want them. I still want to be in relationship with them. And I am going to make things new at the right time. And as we, as we end This message, I mean, or rather the series on awesome God, we see the awesomeness of God in that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross that we may be saved and that we may be reconciled back to him. And that is the goodness of God, that he is not willing that any perishes, that any loses out on the, the plan and the call and the purpose that he has for us, but that we live out the life that he's called us to live out. So just to recap, we've seen how God called Mary to carry a task that may have been impossible for her, but he was with her. And in this, we see how God is the one that initiated salvation, which means we're saved by grace. He is the one who gave us a way for salvation that there is no other name outside of Jesus for salvation and that he invites us to be a part of his plan of salvation for the rest of the world and that says that you and I should go out and make disciples and invite others into this loving relationship of God and and what 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 a message you know what a message of the goodness of God's heart and as we end this this the series as we conclude Awesome God, as we're reminded of the power of God's salvation in our lives, I would like us at this point to just have communion together. Um, We're going to take communion as a reminder, you know, just a reminder of what God has done for us through Yeshua. Um, The body that was broken. Yeah, so if you have if you have your bread ready or your cracker, I want us to lift this up and just be reminded of the body of Jesus that was broken for, for our woundedness, for our healing, for restoring us back to God. That body was crushed for us. So we thank you, Lord. Right now, we just want to thank you that your body was pierced for us. We want to thank you that you've come to heal us and set us free from the bondage of sin. And as we participate in this bread this morning, we're reminded that we are a part of you and that you have done this free for us in Jesus' name. Amen. now to take the juice which symbolizes the cup, which is really the blood of Jesus. It was poured out to wash us free from our sins. He makes us spotless. He makes us clean again so that we, we stand without any condemnation before the Father. So wherever you are, let's just participate and ta- and drink this juice together. Father, we thank you so much for the blood of your son that was shed for the forgiveness of the sins of the world. And we thank you that we can stand free before you, knowing that our sins are forgiven and that you have given us a second chance to live life according to your ways and your purposes. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Amen. Amen, family. Um, I'm re- I really hope that you were blessed by that message and blessed by this time of communion as we're reminded of Yeshua, God's salvation and what He's done in our lives. And I really just want to encourage you that as you go through the week, please do take time to speak to someone and invite them into God's salvation. Let them know of the goodness of God and what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit envintook.org.